let's face it, it's bound to happen. Sticky situations, difficult situations, or just situations in which you aren't really sure how to handle them. I wish I could prepare you for any and every situation that could come your way, but there's just no way to predict them all. So in today's episode, I'm going to tackle situations that have happened and situations that I've been asked about when it comes to a model team. So let's get started. Hey y'all, I'm Leslie Kerrigan, and I'm on a mission to help photographers just like you build successful senior photography businesses. Why? Because when I first started, I couldn't find the answers I was looking for to help me in my business, and I don't want that for you. I created Seniorology to be a complete resource full of education, information, and inspiration for senior photographers. With over 10 years of experience and a lot of trial and error, I've learned what it takes to create a six-figure senior photography business that is still going strong today. I created this podcast with you, the senior photographer in mind, to share with you what works and what doesn't, what I'm actually implementing in my own business in order to help you create the business of your dreams and become the go-to senior photographer in your area. Are you ready? Let's get started. So you have a current senior model team, or you may be in the middle of starting the search for your models, and that is so exciting. If you've listened to this podcast for very long, you know that I love my senior model team, and I love what it has done for my business and what model teams can do for your senior business. Frankly, I just love talking all things senior model teams. But as with anything in life and business, there is always the possibility of situations arising that we aren't quite prepared for or don't know how to handle. I've taken lots of notes over the years, both on things that have happened to me and questions I get from other photographers on how to handle certain situations. So let's get to some common situations that we as senior photographers running senior model teams could find ourselves in. What happens if a senior model uses another photographer? This is a big one and one I've definitely had happen to me over the years. As a senior model for your photography business, the model should be using you for their senior photos and should not be promoting another photographer. It just does not make sense at all. I mean, I'm all for promoting other photographers and I love to help anyone I can. But if you are a spokesmodel for my company, it seems a bit odd to post photos from another photographer and tag that photographer, right? I know I can't be the only one that thinks that. But truth be told, I have had this happen to me and it's not a lot of fun. So what do we do when this happens? First things first, try not to take it personal. And try is with a capital T-R-Y because I know how it feels and it is really hard not to take it personal. I know you're probably rolling your eyes at me right now and I get it. It is so hard, but they are teenagers and we have to remember that. They are not running a business like we are. They are not thinking like we are. The second step after trying to not take it personal is to go straight to the source and talk about it. The longer we keep conjuring up what happened in our minds, the more we can get upset and 
have frustration. But if we go straight to the source and just truly ask what happened, we might find out that it was an innocent mistake. We don't want to seem angry, but rather just ask about the situation. Ask them what happened or why they chose to use that photographer in that instance. Then after you listen, and I mean truly listen, remind them of the contract and agreement they have with you. Explain why you have that policy in place in the first place so that they understand. I have found that a lot of times they forget that part of the contract or maybe they just didn't truly understand it in the first place and thought you didn't mean this particular situation. So from the very beginning of the process, during applications, meeting them, in person and more, be sure to explain this policy. Make sure it is in any information you send out regarding your model team and make sure it is in the contract. Make sure there's a place for both the mom or dad and the daughter to initial beside this part so it stands out, not just simply sign the entire contract. Another thing I like to do is ask a question on my application that helps me weed out the possibility of this very situation happening. The question is, do you or your parents have family or friends who are photographers? If so, who? I want to know right from the start if their aunt or their mom's best friend or their neighbor is a photographer because that could potentially be a problem. Then it is up to me to talk with them further when I interview them to determine if it's something that may come up if this person joins my team. Now, I want to give you a couple of examples of when I've had this happen to me. The first one that comes to mind is pretty recent. One of my model's aunts is a, or aunt, <laughs> is a dog breeder of super cute doodle puppies, and she wanted to advertise the puppies on social. So she asked her my model, her niece, to model with the puppies and got a friend of hers who is a photographer to take the photos. I probably would have never known except for both the mom and the model posted these photos on Facebook and tagged the photographer. Instead of taking it personal, I simply called up the mom and asked her about it. She explained the situation and said how sorry she was and that she did not mean for it to happen. I explained to her why I have the policy in the first place, and she understood. She voluntarily took the photos down, and we moved on to have a great year together. Had I just gotten mad and not found out the real story, it could have been worse. But because I directly approached the situation, found out exactly what happened instead of making up a scenario in my head, and the mom and I agreed with the course of action, which was to take the photos down, we were able to handle the situation in the right way. Now, I haven't always had that type of reaction, which leads me to example number two. I had a model on my team last year who no matter how many times I'd said something to her, she continued to use and tag other photographers. It started out innocently with a few photos on the top of a parking garage with a friend of hers, another teen, who wanted to be a photographer. Again, I went straight to the model and asked about the situation, which she explained and shared with her why I have that policy in place. She said she understood and would take the photos down. Great. 
move forward to another post I see on Facebook of her using a photographer for some photos of her and her boyfriend at prom. Again, I went to her to talk it out, and again, we resolved the issue. The third time she did this, I end up having to release her from the team. And I explained this was the third time she didn't abide by the rules in the contract and that I could not have her participating in any more shoots with the group who are all abiding by the rules. She understood and we parted ways. Hopefully no hard feelings. Sometimes this is going to happen. Sometimes the the girls themselves are going to seek out other photographers or have friends that they want to take their photos. Sometimes, unfortunately, there are other photographers who don't necessarily follow the rules and approach your own models, which I've also had happen to me. But in all of these situations, you have to take out your personal feelings. You have to find out what happened. You have to explain why you have the policy and offer a solution. Tell your models to come to you first if they have anything with another photographer that comes up. As I explained to mine, I would rather you ask me because chances are I will understand the situation and possibly okay it rather than me seeing it on Facebook with another photographer tagged. That is the worst part of the situation. And when I explain it that way, I end up having models who do come to me. Hey, listen, a boutique I work for needs photos for their Instagram. Do you care if I model for them? The answer is generally no. Another situation is, hey, my big friend group, one of the moms is a photographer and is going to take our prom photos. Is that okay? Absolutely. I'm okay with those things, but I'm more okay with the fact that you came to me first. It's the seeing it after the fact on social, like everybody else, that is the hardest part of the situation. Now, the next situation we're going to talk about is what if a model puts a filter on your image? (laughs) I know this one drives me a little bit crazy because you've done all this hard work editing the photos in your particular style and they throw a filter on there and make your work look nothing like you intended. And yep, I've had this happen too. I actually have a model that's pretty famous for it. It's kind of funny, but everybody knows this one model always put a filter on my photos. But looking back, I have to take responsibility for this because I didn't set up the expectations up front with filters, at least in this model's case. Lesson learned. Now I explain right from the start, no filters are to be added to my images and I put it in the contract. It is so frustrating to spend all your time taking these images, editing these images, only to see that really bad orange Oompa Loompa type filter slapped across it. But again, they're teenagers and we have to teach them and tell them our expectations up front. Just like with the first example of a model using a different photographer, when I see or hear about a filter, I go straight to the source and discuss it. Open communication is key. Ask them why they chose to put a filter on the image. Explain to them why you don't want filters on the image and ask them to take it down or take off the filter. Problem solved. Now, the next one we're going to move on to is models coming to your shoots unprepared. 
this is definitely something I have to take ownership of in years past when it comes to models not coming to shoots prepared. Maybe they showed up with the wrong outfit that didn't really fit the theme or they were late. Maybe they showed up with wrinkled clothes or whatever the case may be, no matter what the situation, I can say that it has happened because I didn't do my best job of communicating to them what I wanted for the shoot. I believe there is no such thing as too much communication, and especially when it comes to photo shoots. A lot of the shoots I do with my model team have a very specific look to them, a vision that I have, a theme, a concept, and I can't expect them to fully understand that vision unless I explain it to them. So I started creating details with the shoot via inspiration boards and lists of what to wear and what not to wear, what colors work and what colors don't work where to shop with pre-approved items that I know will fit the theme. I ask them to text me what they are thinking of wearing by a certain date well before the shoot so I can approve the outfit or tell them, "Hmm, maybe you want to keep looking. You can even go a step further and have a wardrobe meeting where you go through everyone's outfits and make sure it works for the shoot. Now, I will admit that even with all this info, sometimes models still don't quite get the look right. But I've learned to have a few items on hand just in case. Because here's the thing. We as photographers have a vision. We want to give our senior models an amazing experience. But at the same time, we want to be able to produce shoots that we are proud of. And we, when we have a certain vision, we want them to dress a certain way to fit that vision. Show up on time. Show up with their hair done, their makeup done, whatever the case may be. Because we need to get something out of these shoots just like we want them to experience something great out of these shoots and the only way we can make sure that all models are prepared for every single shoot is to give them details share plenty of communication remind 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 and make sure that you do your job of preparing and communicating to them now the next situation we're going to talk about is what if someone is just not right for your team This one is hard, and I'll be the first one to admit it. None of us want to hurt anyone's feelings or turn someone away. It stinks. But sometimes someone is just not the right fit, or maybe you just can't take everyone because of sheer numbers, right? How you run your model team is up to you. If you decide to take every single person that applies, awesome. Go for it. I wish I could. Unfortunately, I have so many girls that apply that it's just not physically possible to accept every single person. I could not photograph them all and I could not give them the experience that I give my team if I take everyone. And while this is the worst part about a model team, I'll be honest, I also know that I am making decisions based on what works for my business, my team, and everyone involved. I have to choose girls that I think are a good representation of my business, that will do the things I ask them to do, that will participate, and that will get along well with the other members of the team. I'll be the first to admit that I've gotten it wrong a few times, but I do now have a system in place that allows me to make the best possible decision that I can. 
And I also overly communicate the fact that not everyone can make the team. I make sure it is in the application for both the mom and the applicant to initial. I make sure it is in the model magazine that I send out before they ever even apply. And I talk about it throughout the info night. I want to make sure that no one is surprised and that they are fully aware that applying does not guarantee a spot. Now, again, I know many photographers who avoid a model team altogether simply because they don't want to deal with this very situation. And I get it. It's your business and you have to do what is right for you. But I also know that no matter how much I would love to pour my heart and soul into every teenager, I can't. I am only one person running a business with a family that I also have to give my time to. So I make sure to communicate up front that not everyone can make it, and I continue to communicate that throughout the entire process. When it comes to making the decision of who is right for your team, you have to have a system in place that allows you to get as much information as possible about each applicant so that you can make an informed decision and then trust your gut. Now, the last situation we're going to talk about wasn't originally planned for this podcast, but I did a poll on Instagram yesterday and I got several photographers telling me about certain situations that have happened to them. And one of them, in fact, has happened to me. And that situation is, what if models don't get along? Oh, this is just heartbreaking. I will share a situation that I had that happened like this. So we as a model team went out of town to a lake house and at that lake house, two of the girls apparently had beef with one another over, yep, you guessed it, a boy, which tends to happen in high school girls, right? So apparently they had some words with each other in front of the other models to which the other models informed me. And again, I hit the situation head on. I believe that's the best way to handle it. I brought all the girls up into the den, sat them down, and had a discussion. Why do we do this to each other over a boy? I've done it too. I was in high school once. And yes, in fact, I got in a fight with my very best friend over a boy. But we can't let boys come between really good friends. So I explained that to them. I let each of them hash out their side of things. And then I made them apologize. They were not happy about it. Let me just tell you, they did not want to apologize to each other at all. But I made them do it. And I told them that they could move on. They did not have to be friends, but they had to be cordial in front of every other girl in our model team at shoots, etc. because they could not affect the entire model team. We moved on. And a couple of months later, they were back to being best friends. And I believe it had to be because of the discussion we had. We were all very open. We were all very honest. And at the end of the day, we had to apologize for our part in that hurtful discussion. So if this situation happens to you, I think it's best to grab your team and talk about it. Remember, you are the leader of your team. So you have to lead in a way that shows girls how to handle certain situations. Now, am I the best at handling every situation? No, I'm not. I get mad. I get my feelings hurt just like any other person in the world. But I have to remember that I'm the adult and they are teenagers 
and I am leading them. So I want the experience to be a learning experience. So if the situation arises, the only thing I can do is help them learn from it. Now, in all of these situations that we've discussed today, the key is really setting clear expectations from the start, open communication throughout the year, and preparing your team in advance of what they will need to do. Remember, they can't read our minds. They are not running businesses, so they don't fully understand our side of things unless we explain it. And when it comes to dealing with teenagers, say it over and over again. We have to remind them. We cannot just tell them once in the beginning and expect them to remember the entire year long. Communicate well, communicate often, and communicate consistently. To try and avoid sticky situations in your own model team, implement a few things like I have that will help you set expectations and clearly communicate. One of those things is a model handbook. This handbook I give my models at the very first shoot so it explains my expectations, what shoots we will do, when those shoots will be, and so much more. Some of this info is a reiteration of info that was in the digital model magazine they got when they applied to be a model, and some of it is directly pertaining to them now that they are a model. That gives them something physical to refer to in case they ever have a question. And the second thing that I've implemented is a meeting. The way I have my system set up is that during the application process, I meet with applicants and a parent to explain the program, answer questions, and get to know both the parent and the applicant. But this takes place before anyone joins the team. So the second meeting is for all the models that have joined the team, and it is all about our year together what we will do, what is expected, how to behave, what to post on social, and so much more. This meeting actually takes place right after our first shoot and serves two purposes. One, to inform, and the other is to get to know each other. The shoot can be a bit hectic, so this is our chance to really get to know each other, play some games, have a meal together, and have fun. This meeting truly sets the tone for the entire year together. I hope these situations that I've shared today help you when it comes to any one of them happening in your own model team. And I hope that no matter what situation comes up, you handle it by discussing it and listening to them. Open communication is the key. Now, if you want to learn even more about spokesmodel teams, be sure to grab a spot at my free training, How to Create a Successful Spokesmodel Team Without Sacrificing Time, Energy, or Profit by clicking on the link in the show notes. Or if you're listening and you can't click, simply go to www.seniorology.com forward slash webinar dash registration. If you have a sticky situation and need advice on how to handle it, I would love to hear from you. Or maybe you've had a sticky situation that you handled and simply want to share it. Either way, I would love to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram at Seniorology, share the situation inside the Seniorology Facebook community, or email me at info at Seniorology.com. Again, I would love to hear from you if any of these situations have happened to you or if you've had another one that you just want to share. 
And if you need advice, I'm here to help. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Seniorology Podcast. I'll be back next week with an all new episode. Thank you for listening to the Seniorology Podcast. 